Welcome once again to the Power 5 Mentality Podcast, where we will discuss all things mid-major marketing, creative, and more. My name is Scott Peace, and I'm the Assistant AD for Marketing and Fan Engagement at the University of Evansville. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host and co-worker, Emily McMillan, Assistant Director of Media Relations at UE. Today on Power 5 Mentality, we are joined by Reggie McIntyre, Director of Marketing and Fan Engagement with Wichita State University. Reggie began his time with the Shockers in February 2016 as the Assistant Director of Marketing, Game Operations, and Community Engagement before being promoted once to Director of Fan Engagement in June 2017 and again to his current role in July 2018. Prior to his time at Wichita State, Reggie spent two years as the Director of Marketing and Special Events at Holy Cross after beginning his career as an External Relations Associate at the University of Louisville. Reggie is a 2011 sport management graduate from NC State and completed his master's degree in sport administration from Louisville in 2013. Go Cards, Reggie. Uh, super glad to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I mean, it's, I always say right now, like, what a time to be alive, you know, um, but life is good right now. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Emily, why don't you give us a little overview of what to expect this time around, and we will jump into it. Yeah, um, like Scott said, we're really excited to have Reggie on today. Um, we're going to walk through a few things, including um, his time at Louisville and some of his lessons that he took out from there, um, followed by his experience at Holy Cross and now landing at Wichita State and helping my hometown Shockers um, transition to uh, Under Armour as well as our R&D segment at the end. Awesome. Well, the reason I say go cards for everyone out there, I am also a 2013 graduate of the University of Louisville um, on the undergrad side of things in sport administration. Uh, so, Reggie, right out of grad school, you spent some time um, in external relations at Louisville before going to Holy Cross. Um, obviously, two very different places, um, both with plenty of lessons to be learned in their own right. Um, so, tell us first a little bit about your time at Louisville, what you learned, and um, how your experience was there? So at the time at Louisville, there was honestly no better place to be in the world of college athletics. So I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm a little spoiled. Um, I was there during the year of the Cardinal, as we like to call it, uh, where, you know, we combined for 126 wins um, over, you know, our highly visible sports, baseball, men's and women's basketball and football. Um, got invited to the Atlantic Coast Conference during that year, and we were just one of four in the BCS era at that time since 98 to win football, men's, basketball, and baseball conference titles in the same season. And so I was extremely spoiled. And my time at Louisville taught me so many different things because that laid my foundation. And I've met so many different interesting people and have so many different perspectives. Um, I was able to get a taste of development working with the Cardinal Athletic Fund. I was able to work in marketing. He talked to, you know, the sports information, Kenny Klein, literally a Hall of Famer. And so when I say I'm spoiled, I mean, I'm not kidding. Um, Louisville taught me how to handle coaches. Uh, my first sports there were field hockey and uh, men's tennis. Um, Justine, the head coach of the field hockey program, taught me to listen and learn and to learn those little things, those different types of aspects of a sport manager. You know, 
development taught me the, the general process and the grind of things. You know, at that point in time, you know, we worked on the Jim Patterson Stadium expansion project. And I will tell this story forever and a day, how myself, Johanna, Kesner, and Prado were in the offices until I don't know what time scrubbing baseballs to make sure that we put those final touches on the $4 million extension at, um, excuse me, expansion project at Jim Patterson Stadium. And so, you know, Louisville at that point in time, you know, as I look back on it, um, I was very blessed. And, you know, the different types of aspects, whether it's bowl preparation, NCAA tournament preparation, or just taking the time to get to know somebody, um, those are the things that Louisville did for me. Um, the best piece of advice I've ever gotten in my career was to trust your relationship. And I stand by that because, you know, Phil, who's now with the Jimmy V Fund, helped guide me in that sense because you want to trust your heart. You know, Christine, who's um, still the SWA there, taught me to trust my heart and to get a feel on things. Whereas, you know, Brett Aiken and Dom taught me the different nuances of marketing and those different principles of marketing that we use on different types of game days um, here at Wichita State that others that came before me still use. And so, you know, I believe, again, I'm spoiled when it comes to that, but also too, you know, it was just no better time. I kind of feel like I hit my peak already, you know, being a Louisville Cardinal in certain aspects of it. But, you know, those are the things that the experience at the University of Louisville taught me. Well, you guys can't see it listening to this, but I'm glowing right now hearing Reggie talk about his experience because a lot of what he's saying is a lot of how I feel too. Um, a lot of those same people I've worked with as well. Dominic Fitzgerald gave me uh, my very first opportunity in this industry as a Kroger crew associate for women's basketball back my freshman year. Um, so like you said, a lot of great people. Um, I too was kind of spoiled because like I said, I graduated in 2013 as well and People called that the year of the Cardinal because they were just winning everything. And, um, you know, that success hasn't been replicated anywhere else I've been. And it'd be unrealistic, really, for anyone to expect that. But I don't think I really truly understood how special that was until I took a few years and stepped away. Um, so, yeah. So, shout out to uh, all the Louisville Cardinals out there. Um, switching more to um, the mid-major side of things, you left Louisville and went to Holy Cross. Um, maybe a culture shock. I don't know. You tell us um, what, how you landed that opportunity, what it was like when you got there and, and some of the things you learned there. So, you know, as I was my mentor, Brent Seabalm, you know, I was at that point in time looking for different types of opportunities to prove myself, um, to build my own team and try to put my own mark on something. You know, at Louisville, I had different types of opportunities, COC, work on different sports, but Holy Cross was different because it taught me the grind. And what I mean by that is, is you have to be detailed, you have to be organized, and you have to love and take care of the different aspects of your job. You can't afford to make mistakes you have less margin for error working in the Patriot League. And for those marketers that are there right now, 
they understand that aspect of it because you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward, but you understand that limited margin of error because you understand that budgets may be limited. You understand that, you know, you might only have but so many home events where you have a major brand come in to your arena. And so that's something that, you know, I had to learn. There's a big difference between getting a piece of the pie and saying, hey, here's your budget for this sport and overseeing a budget for an entire athletics program. And you have to understand and get to know every single person. Obviously, you have to generate revenue. You know, we all say, hey, we got to generate ticket sales somehow to keep the train rolling. But I learned the importance of budgeting and equity as well. And, you know, Herm Edwards said that, you know, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And I learned that personally at Holy Cross because I had to take the time to understand the different nuances. I was a member of the Kroger crew and it was easy because it was already a system. When I came to Holy Cross, there was no system. And I had to take a look and build a team. And Joe Bertoletti, who was external at that point in time, you know, he helped invest and help us build the different things that we needed to be successful at Holy Cross. And so Louisville was more so the money's already there. Let's enjoy it. You know, we were in the Big East. We, then we moved to the American Athletic Conference. And then we moved to the ACC. Patriot League, strong, rich tradition, high academic. And those were something that, quite frankly, I wasn't really used to. It's a different type of athlete. You know, whereas, you know, you spend time with a Montrez Harrell, you know, I could say the same for Ali Parisi at Holy Cross, whose education came first. You know, I'm not saying it did for Montrez, but there's a different type of expectation. And I think, you know, talking to those athletes, learning from them, educating myself, understanding the nuances of education uh, better suited me for the job that I have now because you can't take away those experiences and those moments, but you can build upon them. And I go, and that goes back to trusting your relationship. And that's how we built at Holy Cross and built that foundation while I was there. I tell you, I see a lot of my own career path in yours, um, having gone from Louisville uh, to a South Florida for a year um, where, you know, maybe they weren't quite on Louisville's, you know, pedigree at that time, but it was still 40, 50,000 students, um, money to go around. They, they were an Under Armour school at the time. Uh, and then I get to an Evansville that doesn't have a lot of those things. You know, they're in a conference with rich tradition, tradition like you were talking about at the Missouri Valley Conference, which has been around over 100 years now. Um, but, you know, it is, it's a different kind of athlete. Um, the relationships are so important. Uh, it's the type of place where you get to know each fan personally each coach and each student athlete personally. And I think there's something special about that. 
Um, so I definitely kind of understand where you were at at Holy Cross and, and where I'm at at Evansville. Uh, but Emily, why don't we talk a little bit more about the Shockers, which you're familiar with. Um, why don't yeah. you take it away? Yeah, um, for anyone that doesn't know, I grew up in Wichita um, from time I was two. So I have a lot of, a lot of understanding of Wichita State, which um, uh, Reggie, just kind of talk about the jump, the jump going from um, Holy Cross to Wichita State and like what kind of motivated that and um, ma- made that transition for you. Um, I, I worked under Nathan Pond's direction as the athletic director, and I believe that he's going to be one of the best ADs in the country. Um, he went and ventured off to Air Force, but he is continuing his work and building that foundation. Um, I was encouraged to continue to build because at that time at Holy Cross, you know, we had a very, very young team. You know, Bill Ball, who's now at Maryland, Jesse Casser, who's now at South Carolina. And it was there was that time for us to continue to expand and grow. At that point in time, Wichita State, um, it was January. I saw the posting and I was like, Wichita, Kansas, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Southeastern kid. I'm already in shock here in the Northeast. Um, but I was like, well, there'll be less snow. So why not? You know, and you know, when I came down here to Wichita State, it was a canvas where they wanted to continue to improve upon game production. Um, they wanted more community relations. They were looking for somebody to, to lead their internship program at that point in time. And I knew there was a lot of opportunity there. And so um, I loved my interview. Um, everything went fantastic. Um, if I could do it all over again, I would keep going and going and going. Because I can sit here and tell you this, um, Wichita has fantastic food. Duda Diner is literally the best thing ever, and I stand by that. And so, you know, I fell in love with Wichita. Um, I knew when I came to Wichita State, and, and let me tell you guys something really quickly. A lot of people get caught up in titles and role. You know, I care about responsibility. I care about being able to make change. And I feel like a lot of my colleagues out there, especially young, young people out there, I want them to know that because if you have the ability to make change, if you have the ability to put your best foot forward, I think that's the most important thing because I love what I do. You know, we talk about responsibilities. My number one job is to teach. And we are educators first. You know, I always say, you know, and I learned it from Brett and Dom at Louisville, you know, I want to make sure that my kiddos are trained and equipped to earn opportunities elsewhere. And, you know, I'm proud to oversee spirit squads and bands at Wichita State. You know, I oversee currently two GAs and and an intern team of 11 right now as we continue to grow that Shocker brand. Um, I'm in charge of the overall athletic marketing strategy, but again, that's just a line on a job description. It's a team effort. You know, we have Kayla Knight, who I believe is one of the best in the country at digital. Marcus Wright, who is one of the best up up and comers um, as far as, far as videography, um, photography. George Crook, rising star that came from Mississippi State. 
And what we have to do as a group is, is we have to figure out and understand year after year, what do we hang our hat on and how can we push the shocker brand forward? And we have to pick and choose our spots. And we understand that because of budgets, et cetera. But what can we do to make the biggest impact? And, you know, what we always try to tell ourselves is what are we going to do to be different? You know, everybody, and I know we have a segment later um, that talks about that, but, you know, what are we going to do to be different? And, you know, being also in charge of game production and atmosphere is something that we take seriously here at Wichita State. Um, you know, in 2018, we were voted number one best in-game atmosphere in men's basketball amongst um, the American Athletic Conference coaches. In 2019, we had Penny Hardaway, which I love, by the way, I love the NBA, came in and said we had an NBA playoff atmosphere. And so those are the things that we, you know, we like to tip our hat on. And we know that needs to be our bread and butter and our focus because we have the best fans in the world. I know everybody says that, but I, I really feel that. Um, Greg Marshall, our head men's basketball coach, has brought his energy and his passion to the city of Wichita and our fans are fed off of that and they bring it every single game. And so it's how can you tap into their energy to make sure that Wichita State and those different game days where it's volleyball, whether it's men's basketball, baseball, what are we going to do to make that impact to get keep people coming? You know, how is each game going to be different to keep people coming back, to keep them engaged? can we feed into or tap into their emotional triggers, listen to those fans and watch things develop and grow over a period of time. And, you know, that's what we hang our head. We hang our hat on game ops. Like that's just what we do. That's our, that's kind of our niche. It's kind of our thing. You know, when people come into Charles Koch arena or in the X stadium, for example, we want people to fear us, you know, and that's a part of the intimidation factor. Yeah, um, just knowing the atmosphere of Wichita when, like, back when Wichita was in the Final Four and doing all of that, it, it went on months after um, the games were over. Um, but what what kind of things do you guys guys leverage when trying to create that game atmosphere? Because I know growing up, it. it Charles Cook Arena is just, if people haven't been there, it's incredible. It's very close and every, everybody's kind of on top of each other and it's just an incredible atmosphere. How do you leverage the history of um, Wichita State and even the uh, history of other programs to, like, how do you leverage ba uh, baseball to help um, basketball and vice versa? We listen. Um, I, I know I'll make it sound so simple in saying that, but there are people that came here before me that, you know, I need to sit back and I need to listen to, you know, this is Wichita state is a special place and there are certain traditions that just won't go away. Can't go away. And you have to listen to them, whether it's former cheerleaders, former pep band, uh, members of the pep band, um, former coaches, et cetera, you sit back and you listen, you understand their thoughts, 
you listen to those fans. You know, I would recommend um, different marketing departments to go out and get a fan council and to build on that, to understand their challenges. I mean, like I said, we, before we hang our hat on game days in my area, a lot of people say, hey, you know, how do, how do you take that approach to game day? What do you do? Um, a, a lot of us marketers, we call it a, a 360 approach, right? What's your theme? But the big part about that as we evaluate it is what is your why? You know, why are we doing this? And can we execute to the best of our ability? You know, tap into tickets, tap into social video ads, press releases, game days, concessions, mascot spirit. I can keep going on and on and on about the different elements. Because in my opinion, that game day starts as soon as that fan wakes up and puts on that t-shirt. And what, are, what is the first thing they're going to see? You know, are they going to, is there going to be a social media post when they check Twitter and that game day post is there to remind them, hey, you know, we need your support. Is there a pregame video? When they pull up to the parking lot, you know, how's parking? How's flow of traffic, et cetera? It's more than just, turning on the lights and playing music pre-game. And that's why we have to sit back and we have to listen to those fans and understand those comments. And you're going to get some good and you're going to get some bad, but you can't tune out either or because everybody has a story to tell and you have to make sure that you listen to those stories. It's, it's probably a balancing act because there's probably checklist items that you want to accomplish, but listening to what your fans and, um, historical people in your in the community want um but kind of changing gears a little bit in our uh prep for this episode you wanted to talk about um the Under Armour partnership that Wichita State um uh put together I I think I remember when this happened and it, it was kind of it was really cool to see Wichita State get unified behind um one brand and kind of um have that happened just uh walk me through uh how how that all happened how you got to kind of lead the charge on it absolutely um when i first arrived at wichita state you know we had multiple brands there adidas nike asics ua etc to name a few and you know with my experience back at louisville working with adidas and those contract extensions there you know it was one of those goals that when I came in, I wanted to do, and our team wanted to have, is a unified front and brand. I think brand equity is huge, especially in the world of college athletics. You know, everybody wants to look good, feel good, you know, be treated the same on the same level. Um, and that's something that we wanted to do I mean, as a marketer. You know, we sit back in Photoshop all the time and do color, color swaps, jersey swaps, um, photo editing, et cetera, and just the general origins of it, you know, seeing different teams. And I love fashion, okay? And one thing that I'm very particular about is uniformity. I feel like you need to associate your brand with other brands that help you become even stronger. And when you have inconsistencies with your brand, it causes confusion on not just a local scale, but on a national scale as well. In the state of Kansas, KU is obviously an Adidas school. 
K-State's obviously a Nike school. And so we didn't have that sort of affiliation with another partner. All of everyone came to the table and Under Armour led by Todd Locklear and Sean Sullivan did the best job to do the best thing for our student athletes. And they wanted everyone to feel the same. And as a marketer, you know, our Pantone color of yellow is 116. And I'll be honest with you, and some of the graphic designers can say, well, they're tired of color correcting. But Under Armour provided us with a unique opportunity to put ourselves on the grand stage and to, uniform, um, and to create uniformity within our department from staff, coaches, student athletes, and to provide them with the state-of-the-art gear and services. Um, consistency is key. Um, that's just basic branding um, from your style guides to your templates to what's our look and our feel. And Under Armour was able to help do that. Um, we wanted to not be seen as well as little brother and brand consistency helps with that too. And that was one of those elements with Under Armour that we were able to go in, build, prep and prepare a unified voice. And we're able to tell our story through UA instead of patching different pieces of our story together. Yeah, that was kind of my uh, follow-up question was how you were able to keep the WSU story at heart when working with a major company like Under Armour with because they, they obviously have a bunch of different clients all over the country. Were you able to just have uh, a lot of say or were, did they come to the table with a lot of um, background information? Um, it was a little bit of both, depending on what aspect of it. You know, we obviously wanted to be more uniform. Um, they wanted to design and create different aspects of our history and embed that with the Shocker brand. You know, people talk about what is Play Angry, what is MTXC, you know, what is Watch Us. And they gave us freedom to create. And they gave us freedom to work around and design different pieces that we need, whether it's men's basketball, um, all the way down to golf. You know, everything was the same. And they provided us with a equal and fair playing field as it relates to apparel, gear, and services. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think I, – Correct me if I'm wrong, but all of this uh, lined up with Wichita State's transition from the Missouri Valley to the American Athletic Conference. And so how did you use going to Under Armour to further Wichita State's brand on kind of a national stage um, while are also moving conferences? Well, this is the funny part. Um, I, I think that they actually didn't correlate together at the time um, as we were building you know, Wichita State had a lot of rumors going on, and we had to address those rumors. You know, at one point in time, we were supposed to be playing football around this time here at Wichita State. Um, and it was one of those things that it kind of just aligned themselves, and the brand of the American Athletic Conference actually helped us obtain more um, through UA 
as a brand manager, what, for our listeners, what do you think is the biggest thing that they need to get right and the biggest things they can't get wrong um, when it comes to uh, creating a consistent brand? Especially in today's day and age, um, in a world where sponsorship and sales are so prevalent, you want to make sure that the mission of your athletic department and your brand aligns with people that you partner with. And I can't stress that enough. You're starting to see, you know, people disassociate with certain brands now. You start to see people try to go after certain brands um, to build more equity. You want to make sure that everything is stable, everything is consistent. Okay. And what I mean by that is, is you're for some in major programs and I'm going back to my time at Holy Cross. It's how do we make our brand seem or feel or create that perception and, and then create that high, that highest sense or that highest perception, you know, when Holy Cross brought in Pete Sachs and out front media, he was determined to, push and push and put Holy Cross's brand alongside other people, other companies to make it seem like we were P5. You know, who is Boston College working with? Who is Providence working with? You know, we need to be aligned with them. So that brand perception and that pristine is across the board. You know, he came in and said, we're not going to be mom and pop anymore. And don't get it twisted now. I love working with local businesses, et cetera. But there are certain brands from afar that when people are just judging you, that's correlation is what they're looking for. You know, they want to see that brand right alongside other people's, you know, they want to see their name mixed in with this. It's just like winning an award. You hold up that trophy. Hey, I'm a part of this club. And I I think a lot of people don't really want to say that. But it's something that it has to be in the back of your mind. You know, when you get a new sponsor coming in, you evaluate that sponsor and say, hey, what type of content, et cetera, I want to put towards this. You know, what can we do with our own brand? How can that align with us? You know, you're going to have to answer all these questions, but you're going to have to answer the questions three or four times over because it's always going to depend. It may align with your basketball program, but it might not align with your volleyball program or your soccer program. And you have to make those strong ties in consideration. Yeah, absolutely. I think brand management's become just a huge topic, especially during um, COVID and just knowing um, where your brand is at and where to push it forward. But I think that transitions us to the R&D segments. All right, R&D, Reggie. Rip off and duplicate. Tell us about a time where you took a great idea from another uh, team or organization, whether in or out of sports, doesn't matter, and you were able to, quote, unquote, steal that idea, modify it for yourself, um, and have success on your, for your own team. So first of all, I love a good remix to anything. So um, that's kind of what we do, right? Um, learn, rinse, and repeat. 
Um, can I give a shout out to my current GA? Um, in the in this COVID era, he actually took something so simple. We were looking for new ways to generate revenue. He was able to, again, remix. He took a simple word search and he pitched it to a couple of our restaurant sponsors in a time of COVID. And it was real quick off the cup. And he was able to remix it to say, hey, go and find the words, place the unused letters to reveal the promo code or the special message to the fan so you can redeem X amount of percentage off at this restaurant, um, X amount of apparel pieces here to drive traffic. And he literally did it right off the top of his head in a time where literally looking for sponsorship pitches. You know, how can we generate revenue? How can we utilize social media at this current time? Because we lost X amount of dollars because we couldn't play, you know, unfortunately we couldn't play the American Athletic Conference Tournament or baseball, you know, baseball ended in the middle. And so I thought that was impressive um, doing so. And I can also give you a bad one as well. Let's hear it. Um, I, I absolutely love the Maryland Terrapins. Okay. I love their marketing team and they are known for their flash mobs. And so at HC, you know, my boss really, really, really wanted to do the flash mob with the student section and we tried it. And I'm thankful that we weren't like Florida, I believe that got caught on camera, but we failed miserably. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, there are certain promos and themes that take years culture to build on. And that was one of them. And so, you know, we try to do the best we can, but that was one of those things that we, we tried and failed. So throughout my career, there have been ample places that I've studied, you know, Mississippi state, Arkansas state, Texas, TCU, North Carolina, A&T. I can keep naming where I've pinched a little bit. Um, of ideation, Oregon State, shout out to them too in their ideation department, um, where we've took something or a piece of it and say, hey, how can we make this work for us? Yeah, I think I think we saw as much of that during the beginning of COVID and all the work from home stuff as any time in the industry, just between people trying to keep sane, trying to keep people distracted and happy, um, and trying to find creative ways to uh, keep the sponsors happy as well, who no longer had, like you said, baseball and softball and the rest of the spring sports to to work with. So definitely, definitely a good example there. Um, Reggie, we greatly appreciate you coming on. It was definitely an honor to have you. Um, before we wrap up, anything else you want to make sure you say or get out there? So I wanted to say really quickly um, to you two that, you know, people are watching your podcast powerful mentality and it's been a great asset to people across the country and to keep you guys keep doing your work and creating your platform to help elevate and educate others um, I want to say really quickly for to say thank you for recognizing what's going on in our country today you know Scott you specifically said um, regarding you know people of color that you know we we hear you you know we see you we hear you and that was very important because you use a lot of, you, you are utilizing your platform for change and growth. 
So as we continue to fight for equality, and that goes across the board, whether it's small schools, mid-majors, et cetera, trying to fight for recognition or in a social setting like we're doing right now in America, you guys are doing a good job of taking your platform to educate and motivate others. And I just want to say thank you for that. Well, we, we really appreciate you saying that. And, you know, I don't know that we've ever actually said this on the show to date, but I do want to make sure Emily gets credit for the whole power five mentality mantra and the whole idea behind it. Cause that was all, all her idea. And it was something I kind of piggybacked on and said, Hey, that sounds like an awesome podcast. And then all of a sudden she had a website up the next day. And a couple of weeks later we had our first episode out. So it's been uh, really fun, but I just want to make sure Emily gets enough credit for uh, her role in all of this. Absolutely. Great job, Emily. Appreciate that. It's, it's been a, it's been a fun ride and it's been definitely what I think Scott and I have both needed during, um, this time, this weird time. And I think it's kept us motivated to, um, network and get better and elevate, um, our departments. Yeah, I think you're right. I think selfishly what the, the best part of all this has been one, the network and getting to have, you know, extended intimate conversations with some of the, the best people in our industry. Um, and then just the networking side of it too, just, just getting to meet everybody. It's been, been really cool. Um, you know, I think this is probably something that's outside of both of our comfort zones. Um, so if you're, you know, thinking about doing something similar or want to talk about it, I think both of us would be open to, to talking to you about that. Um, I think that's been a valuable part of it as well. just stepping out of side our comfort zone and, um, doing something different to learn something new. Absolutely. I think, and maybe just for you guys, this platform, maybe you guys consider doing maybe a special and just bring on, you know, a set of different people and just talk about their experiences as what they're doing in their athletic department. So I think that could be a cool special um, that you guys could work on during this time frame. You know, I think it's um, kind of the elephant in the room right now. We're literally seeing different athletic departments, different teams, et cetera. You know, in the Midwest, we literally had Oklahoma state, um, a comment from Texas you know, that could be a special that we just talk about, you know, what's, what are you doing in your athletic department and what are you doing to make change and not just for minorities, but for all. You know, I think that's a great idea. And if anyone listening to has similar ideas or thoughts on what we could do, uh, like for a special episode like that, or just ways to improve, uh, like we've said all along, definitely make sure you maybe DM the, the account, email us, um, plenty of ways to get a hold of us. So don't hesitate to do that. Uh, but two, I want to remind everyone to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at P five mentality, subscribe to and rate us on your favorite podcast streaming site. Check out our blog on the power five mentality website. And remember power five is just a mentality. Ooh.